Thank you for tuning in to the best parenting show on the internet. Post Daily Dose. Hello, Facebook family! Welcome to another episode of Post Daily Dose with me, your trusted parenting advisor, faithful guide and servant on the healing journey. What's my name? Big Papa Brian Post. Hope everyone's having a fantastic Tuesday. Terrific Tuesday, baby. Terrific Tuesday. Had a great question come in this afternoon. Help! My teen doesn't give a crap about anyone or anything. I must have had a nap today or I probably would have said shit. Oh, I'm sorry. Sometimes the words just pop right out of my mouth. Oh my goodness. So uh, let's, let's, I'm going to read this question to you, this, this uh, review, because it, um, it's good and I appreciate it. And the parent wants to be confidential. So that's, that's how we'll keep it. This came in via email. Um, Hi, I'm hopeful you'll be able to help give advice or just point me in the right direction. My son is 15 and has a whole host of letters after his name, attachment disorder, ADHD, learning difficulty, developmental language disorder. The letters I don't see that are the most important, P-T-S-D. Hi, Mimi. Hi, Vicki Oler. PTSD, see we have all these letters, attachment disorder, ADHD, learning difficulty, developmental language disorder, and there's no PTSD. PTSD creates all of those. That's so sad, unfortunate. We can get rid of everything else. But my biggest concern is his total lack of caring. He has zero empathy. Not only does he not care about others, he has no self-pride either. When he does show affection, often to others, not mom or dad, I can see that it is false and manipulative. He is very vulnerable, being easily manipulated himself. I think there's something really important in those two sentences. I can see that it is that it is false and manipulative. And then it says he is very vulnerable, being easily manipulated himself. That's, that's, that jumps out to me. That says something. Oh, Vicki, I would change that tire for you if I could, sister. Um... He is not motivated by consequences or rewards. He often appears disinterested, almost lethargic, having no enthusiasm or excitement for anything. If I say, you look a bit grumpy, sad, angry today, he just snaps that he's not, but then cannot articulate how he's feeling and why. So there's a couple good things going on here I can already tell. He doesn't care about his hygiene. His bedroom is a disgrace. He's not bothered whether his clothes are cleaned often wearing the same underwear for days. He will moan about coming for a dog walk at the weekend. For example, if I ask him what he'd like to do, he just shrugs. I can't blame his phone is due to a serious incident. He is no longer allowed it. And to be honest, he doesn't appear that upset by the loss either. That's good. I'm glad you can't blame the phone. Too many parents these days are blaming phones. I saw something about two-year-olds have men, two and three-year-old children have mental health issues today because of phones. No, that's not freaking because of the phone. That's because of mom and dad letting them be on the phone all the time. You can't just, you can't just like set out a bunch of sugar, give your kids a bunch of sugar and say, you know, kids have more cavities these days because they're eating so much sugar. No, that's scapegoating. That's putting all the blame on the child. If a three-year-old is having mental health issues and I'm totally digressing here, it was something that was on one of my brother's feeds and I commented on it, then it's not the phone. We got to get off that whole phone, electronic thing. 
it, it is electronics is the way of the future. It's just the way things are going. Kids are just going to be on phones, but what's the balance? How do you find that balance with your child? Um, rad reactive attachment disorder. So a reactive attachment disorder rose is, is another symptom of post-traumatic stress disorder. It's not an original disorder. Children are not born with reactive attachment disorder. They demonstrate the characteristics of having a reactive attachment, meaning they are reactive in their attachment patterns as opposed to responsive in their attachment patterns because they've experienced trauma. So people want to treat the reactive attachment disorder and they're treating the wrong thing. Treat the trauma, treat the trauma, treat the trauma, treat the trauma, treat the trauma. So he doesn't care about his hygiene. He doesn't want to go for a dog walk on the weekend, or at least he moans about it. And um, it's not the phone. Mom says, this apathy drives me insane, and I know I'm trying to force him to care, micro-parenting him, but should I, what should I do? Do I just back off totally and ignore it all? Help. So, first of all, here's what I want to point out. He's giving affection, not always to mom and dad, but he's giving it to others. That says quite a bit. Also, I want to point out, you say, mom, you say that you look a bit grumpy, sad, and angry today, and he snaps that he's not, but then he cannot articulate how he's feeling and why. That tells me he's in communication with you. He's open to a level of conversation. That's good. Tells me there's relationship there. Then you also say he will moan about coming for a dog walk on the weekends. That's good. A child who moans about, I don't know a child who doesn't moan about going on a dog walk on the weekend when they're in the middle of something else. The thing is, does he actually go on the dog walk? Because I'm thinking that he probably does. That's good. More relationship. So this all tells me that there's a real foundation. There's a real foundation of relationship there. So we want to we be mindful of that. We want to be aware of that. But what I'm also hearing is some depression. I'm definitely hearing that. I don't know the roots because I don't know the history. You're just telling me that he's 15 years old. There could be a lot of history here. Um, the empathy. That's probably the bigger thing that you were talking, that you were asking about the apathy. I guess the not caring, seeming to care about anything. So here's the thing. Yesterday, I knew there was three things. I couldn't think of the third thing. Poor social skills learning difficulties, all the things that you're asking the question, all the things that children, that many children experience, poor, poor, poor social skills, learning difficulties, and a lack of conscience, no conscience, all have three things in common. Can anyone tell me what it is? Poor social skills, learning difficulties, and the demonstration of no conscience. Can anyone tell me what those three things have in common? You know what's fantastic about Big Papa? No question I ask is ever that difficult. Like, I give you the answers to the questions that I ask every single day because I believe they all come back to one or two things. 
Poor, so, poor social skills, learning difficulties, and no conscience all have one thing in common, and that is stress. As long as you are in a state of stress, you're in a state of survival. If I'm in the state of survival, I am regressed. So and when I stress, I regress. I regress to an emotional age, to a younger emotional age, a more immature emotional age. Therefore, I can't connect to my peers of same age the same way. So a child who's chronic, chronically under a state of stress is regressed. So they're operating from their emotional age, not their cognitive, not their chronological age. So that's going to make it difficult for them to connect with peers. If I am constantly under a state of stress, my thinking is confused and distorted, my short-term memory suppressed. Guess what that's going to do for my inability to learn? It is going to make it impossible. We are not going to be able to learn when we are stressed because our thinking is confused and distorted, our short-term memory suppressed. And if I am under a state of stress, if I am constantly in a state of survival, I ball my hand into a fist because I think survival, I think fist, guess what that means? I can't care about anyone other than myself because I am in survival. It doesn't mean I don't have a conscience. This is so important, so important, especially when we hear that reactive attachment disorder stuff and kids who don't have a conscience. It's because the child is in survival. If I'm in survival, I can't demonstrate a conscience towards others. What do you have to do? You have to reduce the stress. So I'm going to tell mom right now. She said, first of all, the apathy drives you insane. Very important. I'm going to tell you why the apathy drives you insane. The apathy drives you insane because you feel helpless. Your son's behavior makes you feel helpless. I believe you've probably had some earlier experience. I believe this is a trigger for you. It's probably triggering your own PTSD or somewhere in your life, probably around the age of 10 or 11, maybe even teenage years, you felt helpless. There was something that happened that you were not able to do to fix it, to make it okay, to make it better. And I feel like his depression that he's going through right now, this adolescent, these adolescent brain changes that he's in the midst of, I feel like it's making you feel helpless. That's why it's driving you insane. So I want you to reckon with that. I want you to figure out what it is about his behavior that's making you feel so helpless. Breathe into it, grieve it, have your feelings, and then put some space between your feelings, your reactions, and his behavior. Because you're personalizing his behavior, which is going to make it really difficult for both of you. The second thing, second thing I want you to do, you say, I know I'm trying to force him to care. You don't have to force him to care. You can't force him to care. He's in survival. What you can do is care for him. See, you're forcing, you're trying to force him to care, but you're not caring for him. So you're forcing him to care. It has nothing to do with him. It has everything to do with you. So you have to care for him. Instead of forcing him to care, I want you to start caring for him. Give him the force of your care. Give him the force of your care. Care for him. Nurture him. He's regressed. He's regressed. I wonder. I wonder what happened to him right around... I'm going to say 12 months old. What happened to him right around 12 months old? What happened to him in utero? What was his in utero experience like? He's regressed right now. He's like a fetus. He's like a fetus and he's doing his best to push through because he loves you, because he knows you love him, because you have a relationship. That's what these little things that are happening. But you're focused 
on not being able to help him, which means you're feeling helpless, which means you're getting scared and stressed, and then you're trying to force him to care, which means you're not caring for him. I want you to give it, calm your stuff down and then give him the force of your care, the force of your caring for him. Yes, in the micro-parenting, no one likes to be nitpicked. That's like a little hen going peck, 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 peck. Back off. Back off. Give him some space. Tell him, I love you. I can tell you're overwhelmed. I wish I knew what I could do to help you, but I'm going to give you a little space. Then take care of him. Meet his needs. Bring him, bring him his food. Sit beside him. Bring him his favorite snack. Play a game with him. If he doesn't want to do anything, go get you a book and go in his room and just sit and read and don't talk to him at all. Just let him be where he needs to be. Get present. Your anxiety is making it difficult for him to not feel overwhelmed. Your parental anxiety, your desperation to help your sweet child is making it really difficult for him to be able to move through his own stress. He can't move through his own stress if you keep stressing him out too. You got to pull your stress off of him. You got to deal with your own stuff and then you got to get present for him. Give him the force of your care. If you give him the force of your care and you start caring for him and you start seeing him as regressed and in survival and you start showing up and being present for him, being present, I'm here for you, honey. I'm listening to you. You ain't got nothing to say. I'll just be here. I'll wait for you, honey. If you start giving him your love, you start, you start giving him your presence, it's going to make a big difference. It's going to make a big difference. But before you, gotta, before you can do that, you got to get out of that helplessness that's going on. Okay, so Rose says, what would that look like? What would what look like, Rose? What would what, 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 what? I feel like Howard Hughes. You guys ever seen that movie, The Aviator, with Howard Hughes? He's like, he gets into this brain state and uh, the psychosis, and he's like, you know, talking. I feel like I'm doing that with Rose right now. What would that look like? I just told you. Get present. Getting present means slowing down and being available, being in the same space. You don't have to talk. I remember today I met with a parent, 16 year old teenage son. And I said, sometimes doing nothing is doing everything because she talks about how sometimes she feels a little helpless and doesn't know what, what to do. In that space, do nothing. You are better off doing nothing as opposed to doing something that's going to create more stress. Does that make sense? I think that's good. Hey, in any given situation, we always have two choices. We can continue to react from our same imprints of stress and fear and overwhelm or we can stop. Mom, listen to me. You can continue to react from your same imprints. Where are those imprints at? Somewhere or another, those imprints got created and they're getting triggered and showing up. That's what's creating this anxiety for you. You can keep following those imprints or you can stop. You can take three to 10 deep breaths. You can slow down and you can choose love. Big Papa loves you. God bless you. Thank each and every one of you for tuning in five days a week. For the greatest little 10-minute parenting show on the planet, perhaps in the universe. See you guys tomorrow.